Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1561. Man Sells Motorbike, Experiences Bliss, by Mr. Frugal Toke of MrMoneyMustache.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another bonus episode here on ORD. I'm Greg Audino, your host and narrator, and this time around, I'm going to be featuring an episode from our finance show, Optimal Finance Daily. I think you'll find that this post has some great commentary about how stuff can hold us down, and how our attachments to certain objects can really ultimately interfere with the relationships that we have with both ourselves and others. So I hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, let's hear Diana's narration as we optimize your life. Man Sells Motorbike Experiences Bliss by Mr. Frugal Took with MrMoneyMustache.com. It seems almost cliche, doesn't it? Here comes another lecture about how you have too much stuff and how it's holding you back from growing into the person you could be. But I have to speak up because I'm still reading stuff like the following. Mr. Money Mustache, it feels good to spend a little money on frivolous things. I don't outspend my income, so what if I have a do-whatever column in there? Stop sucking all the fun out of my life. I deserve this. You know, I kind of get it. I see that 64 gig USB thumb drive with a footprint of a penny, and I buy it and I feel this endorphin rush. Whew, I own something shiny and new. Then this voice whispers in my ear, come, let the consumerism flow through you. Let it permeate every vein in your body. Then your journey to the clown side will be complete. Sure, it feels good for a little while. Sure, you're staying inside your budget. I'll even assume that, like me, you're a relatively decent person and that you, in some sense, deserve a 64-gig USB drive, a new pair of heels, or whatever strikes your fancy. But now I ask you to look in your garage, your attic, or your basement, wherever it is that you store all the previous results of your clown purchasing habits. Perhaps you have even achieved super clown status and you've had to rent space in a self-storage facility of the type that is currently cropping up all over North America to appease the purchasing habits of the middle class. Think about that for a moment. The population has massive credit card debt, but doesn't even have room for all the stuff it's buying. What is that stuff doing for you? It's rusting, falling apart, cracking, drying out, or otherwise deteriorating. It's an asset, but it's declining in value instead of earning you more money and funding your retirement. You need to store that stuff, don't you? 
Is it taking up too much space, forcing you to rent storage? Do you feel the clutter closing in on you, shortening your breath? If you want to shorten your commute or take a better job somewhere else, you have to take all that with you, don't you? Do you feel the harness around your body, tying you to your purchases of days gone by, slowing you down, holding you back? What if there's a fire or a flood? Don't you have to insure all that stuff? Do you sense the leak in your cash flow, lengthening your working years and setting back your retirement? Stuff holds you down. You should be able to feel that now. Until a few days ago, I owned a motorcycle. It was an absolutely beautiful, perfectly tuned piece of modern engineering. When I drove down the street, it sounded like an intensely powerful gasoline-powered sewing machine. I've been told that it could do 240 kilometers per hour, though I've never been there myself. It was a gift, believe it or not, from Mrs. Took. An engagement present, in fact. So take that tradition of buying jewelry. Mrs. Took very much enjoyed being the official passenger. The bike, however, was also expensive. Insurance in Canada is unpleasantly high, over $100 per month for the months I could actually ride it. Because it sat around all winter, there was always something that had to be fixed come spring. On top of that, once family life set in and I began bicycle commuting, there were few chances to ride the motorcycle. On days with terrible weather or days when family travel was necessary, the economical car is now the mode of transportation. On solo days, it's the bicycle. Doing the math, I was riding the motorcycle once a week during the summer, and it was costing me in excess of $40 per ride. So last year, the bike sat in the garage. I didn't insure, I didn't license it, didn't ride it, but I didn't sell it either. Did I mention it was beautiful, and more importantly, a gift from the woman I love? I'm sure I did. Emotions can slow down rational decisions. In some sense, that's what this blog is about. Letting science, logic, statistics, and financial rationality take precedence over preconceptions and emotions. One week ago, we made the decision. I got the motorcycle running and posted an ad on the local Kijiji and Craigslist sites. Within 24 hours, I had about a dozen replies. As an aside, why do people still offer trades when I say, no trades, please? One guy offered a crossbow. Of the people who wrote to me, it was the second one who showed up, tested the bike out, and opted to buy it. There was a funny feeling as I counted out the cash and signed the ownership transfer papers. It got funnier as I helped the guy and his friends push the motorbike up the ramp into their pickup truck. Yes, I was sad. So was Mrs. Took. But I also felt a weight lifted from my shoulders. I didn't have to worry anymore about the thing in my garage getting older and perhaps breaking a seal or rusting away a bolt. Gone from my mind was the burden of gasoline going stale. Out of my circle of concern were the maintenance and insurance issues. That's why I've written this. I want to convey to you the few people who are still piercing themselves in the rump on the pointy edge of the buying things make me happy picket fence that all the stuff you're buying is not a source of happiness. In the end, that stuff is a burden you want to avoid. It's going to make you less happy, less mobile, and later in reaching retirement. It's going to impinge on your freedom. I invite you to examine your possessions. Do they really improve your life or do they sit there silently mocking your clownish behavior while holding you back from becoming the individual you could be? 
You just listened to the post titled Man Sells Motorbike Experiences Bliss by Mr. Frugal Took with MrMoneyMustache.com. This post reminded me of not only the practical benefits of not being weighed down with material possessions, but the psychological benefits as well. There was actually a period last year where a lot of break-ins were happening in my neighborhood. It ended up being a couple teenagers breaking into homes and mainly stealing electronics, but my neighbors were understandably on edge. I remember looking around my house and thinking, what could anyone steal that would really rattle me? I don't own a TV or expensive jewelry. I always have my phone on me and my old computer isn't worth much. What are they going to take, my toaster? In a more literal sense, I felt the weight of my stuff when walking the Camino a few years ago, which is a 500-mile trek across Spain. For two months, I carried everything I needed on my back in a 40-liter pack. When I was preparing for that trip, I spent many hours deliberating which things were 100% necessary as I was trying to keep the overall weight I was carrying as low as possible. But even in this extreme example, I learned I was carrying things I could do just fine without. There was this thermal shirt that I accidentally left behind somewhere, but I managed just fine without it. There was also this blow-up pillow that got ruined in the wash, but I didn't end up missing it. It just goes to show that humans are pretty adaptable, and when you're not so mentally attached to your stuff, you're more free to enjoy the journey ahead of you. And that should do it for today. Have a happy rest of your day, and I'll see you in the Thursday show tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.